This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Post-match chat with chaps for that Millwall podcast where it finished at Ashton Gate. Bristol City nil, Millwall one. And as that for a happy new year, I'll drink to that. Cheers to you all. Happy new year to everyone of uh, all of the, the listeners and people that follow the channel. And that right there was the best way to kick off 2024 with a 92nd minute winner from Sean Hutchinson, who before I even start, I have to say one of the outstanding performances I've seen in a long, long time. The bloke didn't put a foot wrong and he was absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, man of the match today. And that was um, epitomised in the uh, 92nd minute winner that uh, (laughs) he turned into Johan Cruyff with that turn and then finished. But look, we'll take it um, and just a super, super performance, a super festive period for us. And we now are looking up instead of down um, only eight points off the playoffs, can I say, Um, 11 points off of the relegation zone. What a difference a week makes, eh? But look, um, again, just to, to um, say it again, a happy new year to you all. Um, hopefully uh, you had some good celebrations last night. I certainly did. I didn't go to Bristol today. I'm not going to lie. I'm still pretty hanging. I'm recording this immediately after the game. Um, but uh, I wanted to get something out um, before um, personally go back to work tomorrow. And I'm sure a lot of you do. So, um, let's kick off then with uh, the normal review. So we'll start with the team. So Edwards makes a couple of changes. Um, so we go with the team. So Sarkic in goal. Um, the back five uh, remained uh, unchanged. So right to left was Norton Cuffey on the right wing back position. Uh, centre-backs Ryan Leonard, Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper, Murray Wallace keeping his place on the left. I thought there may be a change there, not because of Murray Wallace being out of form, I actually gave him man of the match in the last game, but just due to kind of trying to keep that energy up. Um, but Murray Wallace kept his place. Um, George Savile obviously uh, sent off. The club did appeal and the club uh, quite quickly got rejected in their appeal. So unfortunately, we will miss Sav um, for the next three games. It was good to see him celebrate with everyone at the end, uh, obviously travelling and, and sitting behind the dugout. Today, Billy Mitchell comes in for him. Um, playing alongside George Honeyman and then um, Zian Fleming, Tom Bradshaw. And then the other change was Duncan Watmore starting instead of Adomo Imaku. Um, I wouldn't say Imaku was dropped. I think he was probably just, you know, keeping the keeping the 
everyone fit and looking at those sorts of stats and seeing, you know, who he felt was best to start the game and then maybe impact the game. Um, Bristol City have got a big pitch. I mean, it looks massive from the TV, I have to say. It looks huge. Um, so, you know, I felt that substitutions would play a vital role in this game. And, and you know, coincidentally, I do feel they played a massive part in us getting over the line today. Um, so that was our team for, for them. Um, they, uh, a couple of a couple of changes. So Gardner Hickman, I think, came out of the side for them. Um, and I think Sykes also dropped to the bench. Um, but other than that, very similar side to the one that drew Nort Nort at Birmingham. They also won at Watford on Boxing Day, emphatically 4-1. So aside sitting in the top 10, they have done all season. Um, they beat us, obviously, uh, with a last-minute goal themselves at the den earlier on this season when Nigel Pearson was in charge. And Liam Manning has been going good guns for them since he's, he's come in. So, um, look, I'm not going to lie. I think I would have taken a point before the game. Obviously, uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, but given the amount of fixtures, the, you know, the just kind of where we are and the fact we've we've had a good, uh, you know, a good festive period up to this point, I, I honestly felt if we could we could pinch a nil-nil or one-one, you know, keep the momentum going, um, that would have been a really good um uh, point for us. And you know, for large parts of the game, that is how it kind of looked that it would be. Um, but you know, in terms of the game, let's quickly talk about the first half. Um, I felt the first sort of 15 minutes, um, we were holding our shape very well. There wasn't much happening. There was a couple of nearly moments for us where if we'd have just played that final pass better, um, we, we could have been in um, and we, we, we just didn't. And that was very, very um, representative of our first half. I felt there were a number of times where, you know, we would get into really good positions and the final pass would let us down or, or you know, we would make a sloppy pass or something like that. Um, the game in the first half, I thought, was played at quite a low tempo as well, probably just because of the amount of fixtures and things and obviously slightly, diff you know, fairly diff difficult weather conditions. Um, but we, we defended well. And I think, you know, going into half time, I think uh, Edwards would have been the happier of the two managers. Um, probably the best two chances for one and one apiece of the, of the first half was on 17. Uh, Jason Knight gets up uh, over Billy Mitchell and heads it. And Sarkic does really, really well to get down low, bounces just in front of him to spring and, and push it to safety. He's looking more and more confident as the, uh, as, 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 the, um, as the season goes. And then our probably best chance was uh, it sort of breaks to Bradshaw just, just inside the area, but he can't quite sort his feet out and connect properly. He ends up getting blocked and uh, and it comes to nothing. Uh, as I say, a cut, you know, loads of nearly moments. And, and something that George Honeyman did on 36 that kind of just epitomised our first half really was, you know, we're breaking, we're, we're doing really, really well. And Little Cuffy sort of squares it across and Honeyman dummies it. And from the TV, you're thinking, cool, that's a great bit of play, Honeyman. Unfortunately, done with it to no one. And then we lost possession and they started to, to come back at us. So, but look, I think, as I say, the first half, it was just, the way I'd look at it is we were solid. Um, we seemed confident in possession, um, especially playing out from the back. You know, there was one moment on 38 where, you know, it was almost like a, a training ground um, move where we, we we just sort of played out from the back and, and it, we looked comfortable doing it. It was very, very weird. I think um, it's Carl Bates, isn't it, on Millwall commentary. Even he was like, uh, 
Cool. I had to, to, you know, scratch my eyes then to see if it was definitely Millwall. And um, by the way, who is the Northern chap that uh, commentates on the games alongside Carl? I can't figure out who it is, but he seems to know all the players personally. Um, but that was the first half. Uh, there was one sort of heart-in-mouth moment where appeals for a penalty with Cooper being a little bit clumsy in the box. It wasn't a penalty for me, but that was on 42. And then obviously half-time comes and goes. Um, let's just take a, a little refreshment whilst I get onto the second half. Um, so then the second half uh, kicks off. And again, for the first sort of five, 10 minutes is much of the same. I feel we're in control of the game. Um, and it's just that kind of nearly moment. There's a great bit of play from Fleming. He, he, he kind of, he's got this knack of allowing the ball to roll up, like run across him. And then by doing that, he kind of opens it up and sort of beats a man in the process of letting the ball come across him. And he's, He's he can be quite quick off the mark, but then he's, he obviously we, we know he's not particularly quick, but off the mark he can be quite explosive, and he does that and he gets into into a really good position, but then the final ball lets us down, and that was as I say really representative of of the game that was going on, and then on fifty one and fifty two we have a couple of chances. Leonard has a shot block that is on going to be on target block by Pring. I think it goes out for a, a corner, and then we have a Murray Wallace header on fifty two. Um, they make subs on 54 quite early. Uh, we make our subs on 62. So Amaku comes on for what more at this stage. And I feel around the hour mark, space started to open up. I think the weather started to get even worse. And for me, I was looking at that game thinking, yeah, absolutely. We can shut up shop and try and get the draw. But it's it's there for the taking in the sense that this, the space is opening up. And... Again, without being biased, and any Bristol City fans, let me know if, if you disagree with this. Excuse me. I don't really think Bristol City made, you know, created too many opportunities um, in, in the second half, really. Um, I felt we were on top. I felt we were playing with confidence. I felt we were moving the ball around really, really well. Um, and I honestly felt that if we could get our final ball right, that the opportunities would come. Um, there was another Fleming header as well. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes here for, for chances. But we, we were definitely on top. And I honestly felt if we could utilise the pitch and maintain the effort and energy levels, which is difficult for the amount of minutes that we played. And this is where credit to Joe Edwards, because he makes substitutions at the right time. And that enables us essentially... Um, to maintain the same energy, structure and discipline that we had done throughout that game because he trusts Imaku to do the same job what Moore was going to do. For as an example, he trusts Longman to do the you know the defensive work that Fleming does and so on and so forth. So um that was going to be key. Uh, obviously then Danny Mack comes on for uh, Norton Cuffey who put another serious shift in. Um and we then get our moment. So um, it's a, a Longman cross in. I think it was Longman, or it might have been Honeyman. Uh, ball into the box. Uh, Nisbet gets there right at the near post. It's a great run from Nisbet, but superb defending from Zach Viner. I've, I've been a big fan of his. I said it in the reverse fixture. Great defending for, from, from them. Puts it out for a corner. And then from the resulting corner, we get the goal. 92nd minute. 
Ball comes across. It kind of gets uh, rebounded, bounces to the edge of the area. Billy Mitchell heads it back into the to, to the box, and then Hutchinson just chests it, turns, swivels, and with his weaker foot, left foot, arrows bottom corner. Some angles it looks like it takes a deflection, but others I'm not so sure. And then you know the the, the scenes and the celebrations were just fantastic and. I also want to emphasise a point here, and I said this in the last um, review, the, the Norwich review, that that's the second game now, um, and I was just talking about this in, in, a, in a group chat with a few people, where there has been so much, you can see the togetherness. You know, we, we've always prided ourselves on that. And I felt at times under Rowett, and maybe it's because he lacked passion as a leader, I don't know, but I feel that's coming back. And it's the second game running now where there's been a bit of argy-bargy, and players are piled in to help out. You know, I think there was a Leonard and, and Williams had a bit of a, an argy-bargy and, and, you know, everyone was jumping in to, to support. You know, Sarkic was there, Hutch, Cooper. It's just, that's what you want to see. And that was also clear in the celebrations, um, both during the goal and then after the game. It was just brilliant. And I can imagine credit to those 600-odd uh, that went there today. Absolute massive fair play and credit to you. Could hear you loud and clear on 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 the telly, um, and uh, we get the goal in the ninety second minute, and you're just thinking, can we hold on? And uh, we do. Uh, Cooper, he's got a habit of this. Okay, gives away a stupid foul on ninety five. Ball comes into the box, and it, and it and it's clear for nothing. And then the final whistle goes, um, and we we get three points. And Bristol City away has been quite a you know, it's been quite a happy hunting ground for us. I think that's now we've won is that four of the last five visits there. So, you know, we, we are, for whatever reason, we are good there. Um, and the celebrations after the game were fantastic. You know, all the players pushing Hutch to the front um, because they appreciated just how good he was today. And he was, he, I mean, I'll say it now, he was by far and away my man of the match. Probably one of, the standout performances this season. I can't remember a better individual performance that I've seen this season other than that one today from Sean Hutchinson. And you've got to remember um, a few people, and I think myself included, have said he's he's not the player he once was. He's had a lot of injuries recently. He's been out the side. But to come back into the side and to give a performance, well, he played very well against Norwich in fairness as well. But to give a performance like he did today, show real leadership and step up when it counts, you have to take your, ca uh, your hat off to him. So Sean Hutchinson, super, super performance, a real true captain's performance. And the players evidently appreciate that at the end. I'll be very, very surprised if he doesn't end up with man of the match. Even if he hadn't scored the goal, I'd have said the same thing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, super, super performance from him, super performance from everyone. And then, the, the you know, the one real point that I want to make here is I want to credit Joe Edwards and his staff because when Bristol City beat us at home back in, was it August, September? Can't remember. It might have been late August. Could have been early September. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They beat us because they were fitter than us. And that was it. And Nigel Pearson, who was manager at the time, said that in his interview. There wasn't much in the game, but they beat us because they were fitter than us and they were able to maintain the levels for the for the whole game. And I remember doing my post-match and it was being it was so obvious. There was hardly anything in the two teams, but they just wanted it more. They were fitter. Roll on three months, four months, whatever it is. And we won today for the exact reasons that we lost the last time, which is, let me say that again, that doesn't make sense. We won today for the same reasons that Bristol City beat us last time. And that is because we wanted it more. We were fitter. We were more up for it. We were playing with more confidence. It was just brilliant. And you you have to credit Edwards. I dread to think the fitness levels that we were at in August, September time, if we played this amount of fixtures in a, in the short space of time, I tried to think what would be going on. So the fact that they've got the players fitter, the fact that the players are clearly all fighting for each other and Edwards, it seems to be a real good feeling at the moment within the group. It's evident of that. Everyone seems to be, you know, bought into it as well. Um, it's, it's brilliant. It really, really is a fantastic uh, week to be a Millwall fan, given where we have been, all season. So massive credit to, to Joe Edwards and his team and also credit to Edwards for making the substitutions when he does because he obviously trusts the personnel to continue the work that the players that started the game already do and it's just, to me, that was the reason we won today. We kept going, we kept going, we kept going. For me, we dominated the game. I think probably Bristol City had slightly more possession but ultimately it doesn't matter. There's, it, you know, possession only matters really, when you're having it in the right um, parts of the pitch. So, I mean, I'm over the moon. I am. Um, I'm going back to work tomorrow and I'm, I'm sitting here drinking a beer um, after being out last night. So that tells you how happy I am. Um, and as I say, we're eight points off the playoffs. I stupidly book a hol- booked a holiday for the end of May uh, <laughs> last week because I was like, you know, uh, we, we ain't, we ain't going to get the playoffs. I don't need to worry about that. You know, it was, uh, I was looking at times to go away and, and, and May was working out good for work and prices and whatever. And now I'm like, oh, you never know. We could be in those playoffs. I have to move the dates. But um, no, look, getting ahead of ourselves. But look, I think what we can say is that we've got Amil all back. The players are all playing for each other. It was another super performance. I don't think anyone, all right, it was a sucker punch for them, but I don't think anyone could say that we we probably didn't deserve to win the game today. Other than the first chance that Bristol City created in the first half, I can't really remember too many times that opened us up. We seemed fitter, we wanted it more, um, which is just fantastic. And um, more of that, please. And credit to Joe Edwards and the players. And of course, credit to all of you fans that travelled up there today. Um, safe drive back as well, because it's uh, the weather is bloody miserable out there. Um, cool. So I think, you know, I'll go through quickly the players 
Um, and then I'm just because I've I've done this one a little bit shorter. I'm also going to um, just uh, comment on the January window as well. So in terms of players, um, as I say, Sarkic, I think he seems to be growing in confidence every game. He flaps at crosses sometimes, but I do like the fact he has a confidence to come for him. Um, and he did make one very good save. I also think his kicking is getting better and better. So I think we're seeing more of the Sarkic that we signed, um, which is great. I thought that um, my runner-up for a man in a match today was probably Ryan Leonard. I thought he was outstanding. Again, um, I'm running out of things to say about him, to be honest. Every single game, he's, he's one-on-one -on -one defending is second to none in that league. He, he really is. And, you know, it's it's also a credit to him that he's come through three sets of 90 minutes in a week, which I'm not so sure he'd have been able to do a little while ago. So delighted we re-signed him in the summer. I know a few people were a bit, mm, why are we re-signing him? But I think he's, he's proven now that it was the right decision. And now you're like, oh, God, hopefully we can hold on to him in the summer. So Leonard was superb. Hutch, as I said, he was just colossal. He he gave Conway absolutely nothing. And Conway, you know, was getting frustrated and going down. I have to say, I didn't really notice the referee today. So to me, that tells me he did a good job. So I don't know who the referee was, but um, quite clearly uh, did, did a good job uh, for me anyway. But Hutch was just, he was everywhere. He didn't put a foot wrong. His distribution was good. He's, Hutch has always been excellent at reading the game and making interceptions and timing his challenges. And today he was just, even with the weather conditions, he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And of course, um, capped it all off with his goal. I thought Cooper was, was good. Again, Cooper just seems better when Hutch is there. And as I said, I don't know if that's because he doesn't have to be captain. He can just focus on his game or whether just Hutch makes him better. Hutch does have a habit of making players better around him as well. Um, you know, real man's leader, um, you know, without necessarily being that vocal, you know, sort of leader. But he, you can tell he, he really is a leader of the group, which is fantastic. Um, Norton Cuffey put a serious, serious shift in. Again, I dread to think the amount of miles that boy has run in the last three games. Another great performance from him. Murray Wallace was solid. Um, I thought George Honeyman in the first half. I, I really like him in that role. I really like him in that role. Um, in the first half, he was as guilty as anyone in terms of giving the ball away and that kind of final pass. But I do like the fact he does always try to look forward with his passes. Um, so I really like Honeyman in that role with the energy. Again, three games in a week. Billy Mitchell returning to the side. Obviously, it's difficult. He's been in and out of the team. But I felt if, if there was anyone that maybe wasn't at the same level as everyone else today, it was probably him. Um, he didn't have a bad game. Um, but at times, um, he, he just didn't, I don't know. May, maybe it's unfair because at the end of the day, he's, he's not played much. Um, so uh, that was Billy Mitchell. Uh, what more? Uh, was great. You know, he's able to just roadrunner, you know, carry us up the pitch. Uh, for the first 60 minutes, he was fantastic. He, he does run out, you know, towards the end of the game, but we know what what what, uh, what was about. And I thought he was great. Bradshaw worked hard. Uh, obviously had that one opportunity I talked about in the first half, but other than that, not much. Um, but yeah, worked hard. Um, Fleming, again, I thought he was fairly good. Um, he was as guilty as anyone else, no more, no less in terms of that final ball at times. But some of the things that he does, 
he's so he's got so much. There is no way anyone can deny he is our most technically gifted player. He is superb, and he is slowly getting there. He just needs a goal, I think, and I think things will start to to come for him. So I thought he was good, and as I say, I think the subs really made you know um, really made an impact um, in terms of the way in which we manage the game the way in which we maintained, um, you know, intensity. So I won't talk about anyone in particular, but um, I thought everyone played their part. Uh, and that's what you need. It's a squad game. So what, what else do we need? What do we need to add? Well, you know, I don't want the last week to kind of, you know, cloud the fact that I do think we need some fresh blood. Because I do. Um, for me... If I could have what I wanted, you know, in terms of a, a wish list, um, I would bring in three players. Um, so I would uh, allow Alan Campbell to go back to Luton, if that's even possible, may not be. Um, Alan Campbell is a very good championship midfielder, very good championship midfielder. And I was gutted when Luton signed him from Motherwell. And I was delighted when we signed him on loan this season, despite the fact that we had so many centre midfielders anyway. Um, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out. You know, if you listen to anyone that's played with Campbell, they always talk about how he's a model professional. He is Tom Lockyer in an interview um, in the summer, literally this summer. He was asked the question, who is the best trainer at the club? And with no hesitation, he said, Alan Campbell. So. I don't think it's a personal problem. I just, I don't know. He's just not got going. So I can't see him at the moment getting ahead of now. You Obviously, you've got Sav, you've got Denor to come back. Honeyman's been brilliant in there. And obviously, you've got Billy Mitchell. It's four. If if you have to prioritise, um, you know, funds and resources, if there's an option for us to send him back, I would do that. Um, and then I would try and bring in uh, a centre-back. Uh, I still think we need a centre-back, particularly if we're going to play three at the back. Um, obviously, we all want Charlie Cresswell. There's lots of rumours. You know, first of all, he's not available. Then all of a sudden, various outlets are saying that there's loads of clubs competing for his signature and we're not one of them. So who knows? But a centre-back will be great. Um, I would love to sign a another wide man, winger, um, with some, some pace. Um, I, I think that would really complement us and give us another option uh, in those areas. Um, you know, someone that can really deliver a good ball into the box and has got that sort of pace. Um, I, I would I would like to bring in someone like that. And it also gives us the option maybe to to, to play with two wide men, whether you utilise Watmore, Norton Cuffey or Maku there. It just gives us someone who haven't really got a natural winger, really. Um, so I would, I would sign someone like that. And then finally, I would sign a, um, and again, these are a premium, uh, but I would sign a, a, a mobile target man. So someone who is able to, you know, run the channels, um, do that work, but also has got the, the size and physicality to hold the ball up, bring others into play, win those headers. Um, that is that is ideally who I would sign. I think that's what we were trying to do with Kiefer Moore in the summer. Um I'll be very surprised if Kiefer Moore is on our radar, not because we wouldn't want him, but I would imagine, you know, he's been involved in a lot of Bournemouth games, so they may not even let him out. Um, 
is rumours that Solanke may go, so maybe he'll play more. Uh, and also, I think if he was to have a choice, I don't think we would be his first choice. I think he'd probably rather go back to Cardiff or or, or maybe someone else uh, competing at the top end of the table. So, you know, I'm trying to think of who there is. I don't know too many options. I think Daniel Jebinson um, could be a, a an interesting one for us to, to, to look at. Um, obviously, Sheffield United player out of contract in the summer. He could be someone that we look at. You almost want like a George Hurst. I was really impressed with him when he played for, uh, for, for Ipswich. So some, someone in that mould. But again, they're a premium and they're even more difficult to get hold of, you know, in January. Of course, Lyndon Dykes was a target in in, January, uh, in the summer. That kind of mould. I think you put Lyndon Dykes in a team like ours and you get a lot more from him than QPR do. But look, so that's what, ideally what I would want. I think let's not discredit the players that are here, but I think it's also important to recognise that you know, we are operating at the moment a, a fully fit squad. That may always not be the case. Obviously, only Denor is injured and, and, and Harden will be back very soon. But I think adding a little bit more youth and athleticism to this group will see us go into another, you know, even more of a forward-thinking um, dimension. So, yeah, uh, I, asked, uh, I asked Santa for three points. He's given us nine. Uh, and hopefully he can give us some some signings in the next week or so. Let's see how it goes. But look, listen, um, I hope you've had a great festive period. Um, I'm sure Millwall have definitely helped you enjoy that a little bit more. Um, whatever you do and whatever you spend your last kind of evening doing, enjoy it. Um, for those of you that are back to work tomorrow, uh, I'm sure when you wake up in the morning and you're reminded of Sean Hutchinson's last minute winner, you'll feel slightly better about doing it. But yes, thanks as always for the support. Please do like, subscribe, all that, blah, 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 to, to, to the channel. It's always appreciated. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.